morning, good afternoon, good evening, and trust me, uh, I think it's about 2 or 3 a.m. right now when I'm recording this podcast, so it's definitely good morning for me. Uh, I'm running on fumes right now, I would say that, but you know, I got to get the podcast in before I ended up jump on this uh, flight that I do have this morning, so without further ado, let's get into it. You know how we get everything started, as always. So let's get those weekly shout-outs in first. My A1, since day one, of course, got to go, got to be Brittany. And uh, my wife, Candace, definitely got to give her a shout-out. Uh, Tammy, B, and last but not least, Rebecca. Shout out to all of you all. You definitely appreciate it. So the social media fire starter this week. Uh, I forgot this lady name. Uh, she actually calls a little. Um, she had caused definitely a little dust up uh, probably about three weeks ago. But and maybe it might have been a little longer than that. But anyhow, I read I came across her uh, article that I guess she was making a case. The case was, do rich men date broke women for control? So, you know, before I get even get started on it, you know, I don't like putting, I don't like all, I don't like those words, putting everybody in the same bucket. But with that being said, let me kind of explain it from my perspective. So do rich men date broke women for control? Not all, but some definitely do. You know, if you want to have complete control and not answer or feel the need to have, you know, a convo about any important, you know, household decisions with anybody else. I mean, if I pay all the bills, that's a quick solution to make sure that happens. So far as me, I don't consider myself rich in regards, you know, to money, you know, just yet in life. Just yet. I ain't there yet. But you know, I'm definitely blessed to be in a great, you know, financial space currently. And thankfully, you know, that's been the case, you know, for years uh, with me at this point in time. So let's get into that broke uh, woman thing. Broke women, that definition can be different depends on who you ask. So let me kind of give you my perspective on that. My definition of a broke woman is one that doesn't have any money for the basic essential things like food or a stable place to stay <laughs> each night. Oh, that's my definition. Because if those two things taken care of, I don't consider a woman to be broke. I, I think we get that confused often these days with someone who's broke and someone who knows how to live within their means. Because I do think they get kind of uh, misconstrued often these days. So I wanted to point that out because I know some people would consider, you know, a woman like a teacher or a social worker, you know, they'll consider them broke. Or any woman not making six figures, you know, there's a fascination, you know, with six figures these days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is, but you got to be six figure. You got to be six figure. Men as well, you know, but... That's a story for another day. You know, I always care more about what does a, a man, I mean, well, I should say everybody should care about this, but I know for me in regards to women, 
I always care more about what does a woman, you know, have, you know, after bills and everything. Do she know how to budget her money? Do she know how to prioritize? Do she have her priorities in order, I should say? Those are the things I care more about. Because you can be a teacher, a social worker, anything else. If you got those things in order, oh, yeah, we're going to be good to go. Especially, you know, if I got a good vibe with you and I like you and all those things. But I think this really just comes down to the key. I will say, and this goes for me as well, most successful men want a woman that knows how to be submissive. Uh, and when I say submissive, I know we hear that all the time. And I know a lot of women often say, oh, yeah, if, if I meet a man that knows how to lead, I got no problem being submissive. That sounds good until you meet a man that actually wants to lead and knows how to lead. And I do think some women do have an issue with that, especially if she's the breadwinner in the family. And I will say, I have seen that happen where some women, they're the breadwinner, they making the most money and they looking at, I'm not about to be submissive to this guy. And I'm just going to be honest. That's not, that's not going to work if he's an alpha man. Cause an alpha man, as I've said this a thousand times and I'll repeat it another time right now, an alpha man wants to feel like a, if he don't feel like the man or a king nowhere else, he want to feel like that at the place he calls home. So, you know, you got to be you definitely mindful of those different things and all. So that's what I think it really comes down to, because often a lot of women who, like I said, who are ambitious and those things got those degrees. They will, unfortunately, not all women. I'm not definitely don't want to put everybody in the same bucket, but some women will throw that in a guy's face. And, you know, if a guy already, you know, got money and everything, some guys like, I don't want to be dealing with that. I'd rather just deal with a woman that I know going to be truly submissive and she's dependent on me. Or some guys, even if a woman not dependent on them, I know in my case, my key thing always have been, I like for a woman to be independent. But at the same time, I like to know, okay, she's not dependent on me. She knows how to get things done on her own because that's what I like. Even though I like to spoil, I think, yeah, I definitely love to spoil. I do like to know, okay, she knows how to get this done on her own. And then, of course, last but not least, as I often say as well, a woman that I'm going to – try to work around things i'm definitely always trying to compromise because I, I know it's not just about me but when i do put my foot down on something i am looking for the woman to follow suit with me at that point in time like you know it is what it is you you might and because most of the time you're gonna get your way as i often say she's gonna get away most of the time anyhow with me but when i do put my foot down on something and 10 toes down as my wife often say yeah, I'm expecting her. You got to follow suit at that point. So definitely let me know your thoughts on that. I'll be interested to hear more about it. So the topic discussion today, I want to hit on just some myths about marriage. So as you all know, everybody and their mom, you know, giving dating advice these days, including myself. <laughs> so I feel, you know, there are a lot of myths about marriage, you know, both good and bad things that I hear on a regular. So since I'm happily married, I'm going to give firsthand experience on some of those things in today's episode. 
So without further ado, let's get into it. The first thing, this a perfect marriage is attainable. None of us are perfect. So if none of us are perfect, how do we expect to have a perfect marriage? You know, let make it make sense now. Again, you, you, you that's not going to happen. And end up, don't let social media fool you into thinking, I don't care how much money somebody have or whatever power couple, there's no such thing as perfect. So definitely, like I said, don't get fooled in looking for that. And think of it this way, actually. I might have touched on this before as well. Think of marriage is really like the commencement. Uh, I know some people look at it where, okay, the work over with, I done got married. No, the work is actually beginning. That's the beginning, you know, kind of like when you graduate and they have that on that commencement. Well, that same thing apply for marriage. You know, it's always going to be constant work, you know, and end up things you got to improve on. I mean, you know, hopefully be looking to improve on, I should say. So now get that out of your heads about perfect. Now, social media, too, like I said before, some people, these uh, worshiping these celebs and everything, you don't know nothing about these people's lives. Like, find you someone who you can have one-on-one, you know, type of relationship with and all. But, yeah, just don't go off what you see on social media. Because, like I say over and over, these people, including myself, I can just put whatever I want you to see. Because if you let social media tell it, everybody balling these days. <laughs> And everybody balling these days and relationships, you know, everybody got the perfect relationship. I hear people often, if it doesn't work out with someone, oh, they looked so good from the pictures I saw. Yeah, just the pictures you saw. You ain't seeing what's going on behind the scenes. So definitely don't be, you know, quick to envy people where you don't know anything about them going on behind the scenes. You know, you just got to go. You're just going off what they're showing you, what they choose to show you, I should say. So I say all of that. You're going to have problems in, you know, a marriage. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. But the key is you want to have good problems when you do have them opposed to the opposite. And I'm going to give you some examples in my personal uh, life, actually, in my marriage. A good problem me and my wife have. I got a bad habit of leaving the microwave. If I go and put something in the microwave and I cut the microwave, I mean, I take it out. I got a bad habit of not cutting the timer off. <laughs> now, this is now my wife. This irks. This makes her. This is one of those things like she, if she sees it off, that throws her off. They'll, she'll be like, why you left it on? She'll be complaining about this. Now, for me, it's not even a big thing to me, even though I don't really care. I mean, even though I definitely don't do it on purpose, it's not a big thing to me. But these are the type of problems we have. Like I said, these are good problems you want to have. Or another problem, uh, more so, that ended up happening as well. My wife, you know, she might, oftentimes, she's going to go to bed before me. Well, when she goes to bed before me, I'm usually up, you know, working on something late at night, as I'm doing tonight, by the way. <laughs> And if she wakes up before me and I'm not in that bed, oh, yeah, she definitely, uh, you know, she's going to wake up with a little attitude or whatever. But, again, these good problems. And, of course, at that point in time, I'm usually going to make sure I go ahead and uh, head to bed as well around that time. But good problems. 
You want to have good ones, not bad ones. <laughs> so another thing, uh, myth, I want to uh, definitely touch on. Uh, counseling, a thing about people thinking counseling is just for troubled marriages. My wife and I were going to counseling before marriage, you know, to make sure we were in alignment on key things before saying I do. Like, and when I say some of those key things are like, uh, the paying of the bills. So it wasn't going to be no issues on how that was done or whatever, or religious beliefs and, you know, her role, you know, of the man in the household along with mine is for the woman. We pretty much talked about those things beforehand. You know, at this point, you know, we still go, you know, uh, on a, definitely on a regular, but like I said, it's for things that most people would consider small things, uh, you know, that we can improve on. I know one of the key things that we uh, have communication about uh, with the counselor, I'm like, I'm just like, anybody know me, I don't let much if hardly anything worry me, you know, while my wife can be the opposite. She'll be kind of worrying about a lot more things than I do. So one thing currently in counseling I know we talk about, I'm trying to, you know, let my wife know when she's frustrated over some small I'm not trying to diminish her concerns, but, you know, let her know as a reminder, you know, in a nice way, like in the grand scheme of things, it is a big thing. So that's kind of like the, the type of things like we go to counseling about currently. Again, you want to have a good problem because I know some people be like, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, that is it. But, you know, it always room for improvement. So we want to improve on that. So that's one of the definitely key things we talk about. And last but not least, because uh, I know this definitely is a myth that I hear often. Married people have less satisfying sex lives. My wife and I are great in that apartment. And, you know, at that, with that Jay-Z song, might have a lot of problems, and that ain't one. <laughs> You know, I feel what often happens, though, most married people might not prioritize sex like most non-married people uh, do because they got it on a man. And, you know, they don't value it the same. You know, and that pretty much not just, I mean, you think about it on any level. Anybody who pretty much got something on the man, you, that, that don't mean you don't care about it or anything. You just not going to value it the same as other people who probably don't. You know, and just to kind of bring you into my world, after we, after my wife and I, we both get home, we get settled for the night, you know, we're going to pretty much have dinner together. That's going to be around 8 or 9 p.m. And after dinner, we both going to be knocked out. <laughs> that That's normally the case. Now, she's normally going to be knocked out for the night, but I'm usually going to, you know, def I'm usually going to um, – fall asleep myself but i'll get back up and kind of do some stuff for the night but like i said i think that's most people i would say if you work most people working i'm looking who got work the next day i'm looking for them to be in the bed about 10 11 p.m i know most people ain't like me because i'm gonna still be up but yeah that's normal for most people to be back in that bed by 10 11 p.m so and i and even now that i'm on this topic thinking back even before marriage, you know, when I was, you know, single at the time and 
I definitely was single, and I was one of those guys. If I was single, I mean, while I was single, if I was by myself, it because I wanted to be. I had got to the point that I didn't prioritize sex as much as I did in my early 20s when I wasn't having it on the regular. Yeah. You know, on the weekend, it was on my to-do list, and occasionally on a Thursday, but it just wasn't no top priority for me during the work week when I started to have it on a regular whenever I wanted it. And, of course, I was busy, you know, uh, just got to that point, I think, when I got busy trying to work on different things or studying for a certification or something that maybe I was trying to have, like I said, Monday through Thursday, occasionally Thursday, but I just had other things that took precedence over because I knew I can get that on the weekend. So it wasn't not, not a priority for me like that. So let me know your thoughts. If you agree, slightly agree, slightly disagree, or just totally disagree. So let's get into story time with AD. And in today's story time with AD, I'm going to take you all back. So once I first moved to Dallas, ended up uh, my team at the time, uh, my manager, ended up whoever was the new person, the whole he'll take the whole team out, you know, to wherever that person wanted to go eat at. So I remember when I first started, I can't remember exactly the place that I uh, decided I wanted us to go and eat. But, of course, so even though I wasn't paying, I was, you know, I want to be cognizant of somebody else's money. So I ended up, yeah, I forgot. It, it, it was whatever place. It maybe was somewhere like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. But, you know, whatever the price was, it was something similar to what the food would have been there. And it was about three other people after I had started there. I remember they ended up, of course, they had got their start. They kind of did the same thing, you know, ended up, even though the whole team going and it's on the company dime, they pretty much went somewhere simple, you know, like I did. However, (laughs) it's a new team. It was a new teammate that I had, and she decided she wanted to go to this five-star steakhouse. Like, because at the time, I'm thinking, like, dang. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, because even though somebody else paying, you don't want to. I know for me, I was always taught, let me respect somebody else's money. But, like, I would do my own. But I didn't know her. So, I'm like, okay, maybe that's just how she, you know, that's how she normally does with her own money. So, I can respect it if that's how you normally do. But we went, I remember, we went to the place. It was one of those places I remember when we went there, we looked out of place. And when I say we looked out of place, because we come in, most of us, we come in with jeans on, you know, tennis shoes. We we wasn't dressed casual or anything. <laughs> That's why I, I just remember, yeah, the bill. I didn't get the bill, but, uh, of course, I don't know what the bill came out to be. But it was expensive in there. And it was so crazy. I remember the next day my manager sent out an email, and he was letting everybody know, uh yes, going forward, uh it was something to I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, we only gonna if they he all of a sudden put a spending limit on where we went. So we call that uh, uh well I I'll call her name at this point. <laughs> but we call that the Shalonda rule. Cause after that uh dinner with her, yeah, that's when that definitely got implemented. But speaking of that, so I'm talking to her, you know, after this happened, maybe this had to been the first occasion it happened maybe let's just say uh three weeks a month later 
we all about to go to lunch. You know, as far as going to lunch, we about to just go to a fast food place, grab something real quick, you know, around the corner. And she, all of a sudden, we ready to go. She asking about the specials. The you know, I'm like, the specials? Because that's my thing. I'm like, you wouldn't worry about no specials when you were, you, when you were spending somebody else's money. But, yeah, she were, she talking about specials when we get ready to go out. It didn't happen just once. It happened twice, actually, more than once, where she's trying to – because I found out she's definitely uh, very frugal to be nice. But oh, that's what had me so crazy. I mean, that's what had me laughing and couldn't believe it when I found like, so you didn't care about somebody else's money. But, yeah, you one of the biggest uh, and cheapest people there is. So I say all of that, people, and uh, respect other people's money like you would want someone to respect your own. <laughs> Let's get into the quote of the week. Quote of the week. Don't miss out on your life just because you're too busy scrolling through someone else's. Mm. Let me say that one more time. Don't miss out on your life just because you're too busy scrolling through someone else's. So we all get 24 hours in a day. However, most of us, you know, when, when we do have free time on our hands, we use it all or most of it, you know, and keeping up with what's going on with somebody in life we look up to a slightly envy and would like to be. Yet, you know, you got to be consistent in putting that same time and whatever you're striving to attain in life. You know, thus, if that promotion that, I'm just using it for example, if that promotion at work required for you to get a specific certification or degree, you know, you got to use your free time to go after it instead of being on TikTok, IG, Twitter, Snapchat, or whatever <laughs> whatever else might be out there. You know, those things good for en entertainment, but they're not going to help you in reaching your life goal, you know. So you got to definitely know how to have that balance and keep the main thing the main thing. And furthermore, even if you don't like your current job, but it pays the bills, you know, you got to use your free time to start that part-time aside hustle while you're at home, you know, instead of, you know, like I said, scrolling, you know, checking out, seeing what somebody else got going on. Closing remarks. So I found out this week, and it was interesting. I was leaving some comments on uh, some people's pages. You know, I try to leave insightful comments and I don't know what happened. I left something. It was like right when someone had posted something. I'm not going to call the uh, the page out. All of a sudden, I look. I'm like, hold on. I thought about it. I'm like, nobody even liked nothing I said. Like, I supposed to got a comment or something. Like, not even a like. So, I see it. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's there. I'm seeing it showing up on the page. But all of a sudden, I was like, okay. I got a burner account too, though. When I when I say I got a burner account, usually before I kind of put something on real or anything, I'll usually if it's something like first time I ever did it, I'll normally just use that account that I created to just kind of see how it's gonna come out. But anyhow, I go to the burner account, and when I go to the burner account, I don't even see uh, my comment listed nowhere. It, it, so I'm saying to myself like, okay. And it didn't, and this wasn't just this one page. This happened on another page too. So the algorithms, they definitely uh, are, are real. <laughs> and like I said, I just got to come at it from a different angle, but uh, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Trust me on that. Uh, 
anybody else like me when you know when you request time off you know you just being courteous because if i'm gonna be off i don't care what my manager or someone say if i told you weeks in advance oh trust and believe i plan on being off <laughs> when you know i'm just you know being courteous you know so i found i was laughing because uh, i was talking to someone and i know they was talking about that and they was really fearing about being off and I'm like, hey, I gave you the, it gave you a two or three weeks notice. Once I give a two or three week notice, you know, worst case, you know, I might have a sickness coming on at that point. <laughs> so, like I said before, I got this six a.m. flight this morning. It's actually Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. It's about three a.m. right now, and uh, I love to on early morning flights. I'm probably not gonna take a nap. I mean, I'm probably not going to go to sleep until I actually get on the flight because it is something about that early flight where when I get on that early flight and I probably was packing or whatever late that night and I didn't get any sleep in, oh, man, that'd be like some of the best sleep. I can recall previously when that had happened, the flight might have took off and I slept through the whole flight the flight might have felt like it was only 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to that today. Uh, housekeeping. Remember to possibly win the $200 cash prize for this month. Be sure to go and on my Linktree site and subscribe to the mailing list if you haven't already, as well as be on Twitter, as well as IG, liking comments of mine, tagging, mentioning me. And doing those things. Like I said, it's going to be $200 this month. I want to give this money away to somebody. So let me know you truly want that $200. Much appreciated. Thanks as always to everyone that leave donations. I truly appreciate you all. You just don't know. I know you all don't have to do that. I thank you all for taking the time to be listening to the show as well. Be sure to sign up for the 30-minute session, one-on-one appointments, you know, with me again if you have done it previously already. And also, uh, definitely be sure to sign up if it's your first time as well, you know, through my Linktree site. Thanks to my current and new listeners, you know, as always, you could be anywhere in the world doing anything else, but you chose to be listening to me. Have a great and blessed week, everyone. And as always, roll, tie, roll.